Hey, let's talk Gillette. What's happening in Gillette? Next week, October 3rd, is a Gillette City Council meeting, even though it's only been a week since the last one. Before we get to the agenda, let's take a look at some other City of Gillette happenings in the next week or two. Starting on October 1st, the Animal Shelter will have new hours of operation. Weekdays, except for Wednesdays, the shelter will be open from 1 to 5 p.m., and on weekends it will be open from noon to 4. The Animal Shelter will be closed on Wednesdays for deep cleaning. You can check out what pets are available at the Gillette Animal Shelter by visiting PetFinder.com or click on the link in the description. National Coffee with a Cop Day is next Wednesday, October 4th. How do you celebrate Coffee with a Cop Day? The hint is in the name, by having coffee with a cop. And how can you do that, I hear you cry? By going to the Frontier Auto Museum starting at 9 o'clock a.m. Stop by the museum to share coffee and conversation with our City of Gillette law enforcement officers. Ah, October, the beginning of fall. The leaves are changing, the nights are getting colder, and you should stop parking your vehicles or trailers on the street for more than 24 hours at a time. Remember, from October through April, we have the standard parking ordinance, which says that vehicles left on city streets for longer than 24 hours are considered abandoned and will be removed. The rest of the year, May through September, you could park for three days before being considered abandoned. But during the winter months, you only get 24 hours. For more information on the City Code's parking ordinances, check Chapter 11 of the City Code at GilletteWY.gov, or click the City Code link in the description. The relevant passages are Section 11-12 and 11-13. October 3rd, in addition to the City Council meeting, is also the date of the Comprehensive Plan kickoff. So before the meeting, starting at 5 o'clock p.m. in the second floor community room, there will be a meet and greet dinner to discuss the Comprehensive Plan and meet the Comprehensive Planners. But what is the comprehensive plan? What does it entail? How is it used? I had no idea. So I sat down with our city planning division to find out. Stay tuned after the agenda to hear that interview and learn what a comprehensive plan is all about. And here's what's on the October 3rd city council agenda. There's some old business before the council with a second reading of the Legacy Ridge Rezone and third readings of the Chicken Ordinance and Visionary Franchise Agreement. Council will consider a professional services agreement for design and bidding services for the Foothills Drainage Improvements Project, which is this meeting's only optional 1% sales tax supported project. There will be a public hearing and consideration of a transfer of a retail liquor license, the one for TLC Liquors, which is changing owners, I guess. We have to do these because the city has a limited number of retail liquor licenses. One project before the council at this meeting is sort of not really the city's, Council will be considering a bid award for the Council of Community Services Office Remodel and Telecommunications Improvements Project, but the project is 95% grant funded, with the last 5% being paid by the Council of Community Services. The city sponsored them for the Wyoming Community Development and Block Grants and is providing project management and contract administration. Apparently, not all of 12th Street is technically or legally 12th Street. There's a section that just doesn't have a name yet? It hasn't got a street sign indicating it's 12th Street, and from 4J it looks like it's just an alley. But there are 12th Street addresses in there, which makes it hard for the residents to give directions, and for mail carriers and stuff to even find. The City Council will rectify this strange situation by declaring this part of 12th Street to be officially 12th Street, which I assume means they'll get a sign. 
That's a brief look at the October 3rd meeting. You can find the agenda on the city website, gillettewy.gov, and click on any item link in the agenda to get a deeper explanation of the topic and see any supporting documentation. Sign up to receive meeting notices by going to the same website and clicking on the notification program link in the quick link section at the top of the homepage. City Council meetings are broadcast live on GPA TV cable channel 192, as well as streaming online at gillettewy.gov GPA, where you can also find past meetings archived. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gillette. Today, I am sitting down with our city planners, Meredith Duvall and Shannon Stefanik, and we're gonna talk a little bit about the comprehensive plan, which is a sort of study thing we've had done that um, I don't actually know anything about, uh, which is why we're going to talk to them about it today. So uh, to start with, what is a comprehensive plan and what is the intent in making one? So a comprehensive plan, ultimately the goal is it's a guiding document for the residents as well as city officials and staff. Think of it like a compass. The intent is no matter who is in office or who is running the show, the residents have stability and the, they have an idea of where the city is going. It doesn't mean it's written in stone, but it does give an idea of the future of the city and where it's headed. And the history of planning is really comprehensive, hence the name. But, you know, this isn't a new thing. This started in Europe, in Greece, I mean, in the 1800s, 1700s. In France, Napoleon tore down some areas and created the Champs-Élysées. And it inspired a city beautiful movement. That's also taken place, Garden City. The first comprehensive plan in the United States was actually in Cincinnati, Ohio, of all places. Oh. Yeah, in 1925. But in the U.S., it started as public health, safety, and welfare, which you can find that language in the city of Gillette's code. And that was because of a tuberculosis outbreak in the early 1900s, 1901, 1902, in New York City, because the way the buildings were built, the residents were just on top of each other and there was no airflow and proper sunlight. So disease was rampant. And people saw this as an issue and created laws and zoning laws and setback requirements to promote public health. And that's where we get the creed public health safety welfare for the planning profession. So it's been a guiding thing throughout history in all modern cities. And today we still use it as a tool. We're not dealing with necessarily the tuberculosis outbreaks anymore, (laughs) but we are dealing with society as it's evolved with property rights and just different topics. And so it it gives people some stability in knowing where they're going and how they want their community to look for their future generations. So it's uh, like a roadmap of where we're going to build, how we're going to build, what sorts of things are going to go where? Yeah, exactly. It's like if you were going on a road trip, back in the day, not that far off actually, (laughs) and you would go to the gas station and buy your map and you would say, here's my point that I want to plot to. This is the way I'm going to go, but hey, I want to stop and take this detour along the way. It provides a flexibility, but you kind of have your end vision in sight. Okay. And that's how they've typically operated currently in the past 20th century within the planning movement. Okay. So what information goes into creating the comprehensive plan? So much information. And that's part of why 
it's going to take us a little while to get through this process because there's so much that needs to be evaluated and sorted. So we give to them all of our master plans, the county plans, zoning data, so our current zoning, what it has been, what all of our zoning ordinances say. They're going to get all of the tax information from the county for all of the city parcels. We give them maps on all of our infrastructure and fiscal analysis from the last 10 years, including this year. And then they're going to come to our community and they will gather their own data by physically walking through our community and trying to get a good understanding of who we are and what we need. So it almost kind of like any data that you could think of that the city has basically goes into this process. Sure. And the wonderful thing about having Verdunity do this with us is they do this for a living. So they have a really great overview of not just what planning looks like locally, but what planning looks like across the U.S. and what the new best practices are because those have changed based on, you know, how our society has changed. So they can also assist us in coming into, you know, the newer version of society and helping us to evolve into what's best for Gillette, not just how we've always done it. Sure. And when was the last time we did this? So the last one was done in 2012, and the city formally adopted it in 2013. So along what you were saying about the company being experts and bringing new ideas and new approaches to the city, is the approach to the new plan the same as the old plan, or is anything going to be different? Yeah, so this new plan is actually going to be very different. Staff is extremely excited. I know I'm very excited about the approach we're taking. Traditionally, people think of comprehensive plans as like the big dream book, and it sits on the shelf after like six months for a couple years till it needs to be updated in 10 years. Staff, as well as city officials, come and go, and people bring new ideas. So this process and this specific plan is There will be a lot of visioning and goal setting of what the residents and community wants to see for their future, but the basis and core is fiscally based. So it's not just, hey, we want to build out this road network. It's, well, what is it going to cost to build it out? And can the city maintain the infrastructure with future costs? And what's the replacement cost? Because ultimately, You're not just paying for a project one time and then it's there forever. There's the wear and tear on it. And that's what the true cost is. So this plan is completely financially based and it will look at city infrastructure. Can we afford to expand? If we can't, what do we need to do? There's going to be an economic development component trying to diversify. And there's many people in the community working on diversifying our economy. How can we better assist that through the city planning and what areas are good economically for that kind of development to take place? So everything is going to be fiscally based. That way it makes it easier for residents and decision makers to say, yes, we would like this, but can we actually afford it and not put ourselves in a bad position in the future? So I am very excited. I'm fiscally minded, so I cannot wait to see how it it turns out in the end. All right. How long is this process going to take? How long before the plan is completed? So we're looking at formal adoption in spring of 2025. Oh, okay. So it is a long process. And like Meredith was saying, because it's fiscally based, that's 
partially why it's such a long process because it does take a long time to sift through that much data. Yeah, and that's just the nature of comprehensive plans anywhere. I've been in other, lived in other cities and been on comprehensive planning workshops and groups, and it is not uncommon for it to be a multi-year process. And once the plan is completed, how is it going to be used? What, what do we do with it? Yeah, so like we stated earlier, Jason, It really is a roadmap. So, for example, we write case reports and staff reports for when new projects come in and they go before planning commission and city council for votes. So staff will say, yes, this does meet the comprehensive planned future land use. So that way, when they're making decisions, they can base it on, this is what the city and the residents have said they want our city to go forward and look like. So are we making the decisions now? to get there in the future. So we'll say, yes, it does meet the comprehensive plan goals, or no, it doesn't. However, it does address this other area, or it doesn't meet the goals that the city has set out. And that's just how it is. It really is a guidebook. And there is flexibility, but ultimately, it's the vision of the city. This will also help influence our zoning code, because we as planners know that there is some areas that we would like to see improvement in that code. And this will really help us make sure that we're improving it in the correct way. Correct. Absolutely. Sure. All right. Yeah. Because changing the zoning code requires a recognition of uh, changing changing conditions. conditions. Correct. Yeah. And the zoning code, think of it as a tool to the comprehensive plan. The comprehensive plan is the vision of what residents have stated they want because there'll be a lot of public engagement throughout the process, but the zoning code is the day-to-day tool to get us to that vision. Shannon and I are in the zoning code every single day, multiple times a day, talking about it a lot. But ultimately, those rules and regulations and policies get us to the resident vision. All right. If citizens want to participate, contribute their views to that vision, how can they become involved or even just find out more information about what's going on? We are going to have a website just for this comprehensive plan. It'll be plangillette.com. And our company that we have contracted with is going to be keeping that website up to date with facts on the process. And they're also going to be here in Gillette. There will be five times that they will come out here and they'll be engaging the public during that time. We will also try to keep the Facebook updated with information about the comprehensive plan and the Instagram. And then you can always call the planning division and speak to Meredith or myself at 686-5281. We're always more than happy to talk about it with citizens as well as any other issues that they come up with. So we've already set out the timeline for the dates of when they will be here through 2025. We have to nail down everyone's schedules. They're professionals. They're not only doing this in Gillette, but in other areas. So the first time they're actually coming will be October 2nd and October 3rd. And as we get closer, we will announce when we're going to be doing things, what. So make sure you're checking the city Facebook page, like Shannon said, as well as Instagram. We are just about to get the website up and running. We're still building that out, but it's It's right there. It's almost there. And we'll be having community surveys. That's really key because we can't have a vision for the city if the residents don't participate. So we would love 
feedback, positive, negative, agnostic. We just want to hear and have the residents involved. And anytime you're more than welcome to call and speak with Shannon or myself, we'll be happy to chat with you or have meetings. We'll let everyone know when they're coming in, but the first meeting will be October 2nd and 3rd of this year. All right, perfect. Verdunity is also going to be given the community surveys that have already been taken. So like the 1% survey is the Vision 2040 survey. So people who have given their feedback through those will also be giving their feedback to the comprehensive plan because they'll receive that as well. Yep. Oh, good. Okay. All right. And is there anything uh, before we wrap up, anything else you guys would like to share about about the comprehensive plan? I'm sure there's more. I'm just blanking right now. (laughs) But if anyone has any questions, 307-686-5281. Shannon or Meredith, we'd love to chat with you. We love public participation. If you want to know more just planning history, hit me up because I love it. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys very much for coming. Thank Thank you you for having us. Let's Talk Gillette is a production of Gillette Public Access Television and the City of Gillette. For more information on city operations, visit the city's website, gillettewy.gov or follow the City of Gillette on Facebook or Instagram.